Okay. Yes. Hello, everybody. My <laughs> conference line is telling me it's almost full. It's wonderful. So welcome to the Monday call, and we have on a very special guest, which we'll get to in just a minute, but I am Jen Springer, and I've been with Young Living since 2001, and you know, I just, um, I just watched on Facebook a series of videos that Mary was, um, it was from the cruise, and somebody took some videos about Mary talking about how we can share our stories. And the, the videos were amazing, so kudos to the person that took those videos because it was really, it had the feel of how Young Living was in many, many ways that over the last couple of years because of, you know, people not sure what to do or what to say or, you know, anything like that got kind of awkward. And it was such a beautiful set of videos that really got me thinking, wow, this is exactly the heartbeat of this company and how we used to, um, you know, how, how things be, felt and why. And she told a lot of stories about Geary and products, why they were formulated and, and all these types of things. And I highly recommend you get into the Diamond Factory System Facebook group. You may have seen them in other places too. I've seen other people post them. But in case you haven't seen them, they're in the Diamond Factory System Facebook group. And just search the hashtag Mary Young, and then that those series of videos will come up. And they're, it's a little over an hour. It was about an hour-ish, hour and a half-ish. I don't know. It was four videos. But very, very, very good. Um, I would encourage you to watch them. I would encourage you to share it with others because there's a lot of talk in there about how you should share your story, how you should share the products with others, and um, it's very, very cool. So I'm super excited. I loved it. For me to sit down and actually watch something and take about an hour and a half of my time to do so, it's got to be good because if not, I get very like, okay, can I fast forward through this thing and watch it? So I highly recommend that. Like I said, if you don't have it already, you haven't seen them, I've got them in the Diamond Factory System Facebook group and search the hashtag Mary Young. And they're right at the top right now, but if you're listening to this recording and you could be listening to it like, quickly after this broadcast, or you could be listening to it for six months down the road, I, that's how you'll find that recording. So very, very cool. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I was so refreshed and smiling the whole time while I was watching it. So here we are. We're in the mid-month. You know, I've already gone over the specials a couple times. Um, and if you want to listen to this rebroadcast, uh, um, if you're on it live, you can find the rebroadcast on iTunes if you have an Android or on uh, I'm sorry, Android is <laughs> SoundCloud. The iTunes is iPhone. I, just, my brain is a little like, what's going on today? It's Monday and it's beautiful out, and that's where we should be outside. So the, uh, the that's where the broadcasts are. Search the podcast for Diamond Factory, and you'll see it come up. And if you are listening to the podcast and you want to get on the news, you know the the announcements and you know other articles and training and stuff like that, um, you can get on the email list at OurSimpleTraining.com, and you'll see there. Get on the VIP Monday list, and so you can get the announcements of who's going to be on and you know different specials. Sometimes I put special training in there as well that you can uh, see. that I, I'll, I'll post it, and then I'll take it down. So good list to get on. And I think that's it. So um, let's get into our guest today. This is going to be a wonderful call. Make sure you grab your notes if you're 
listening to this and you're driving, this might be one you want to listen to over again. Uh, we have on Kristen Morales. She is a platinum in Young Living. She has been building since 2014. And she's got an interesting story that I really loved hearing because she brought experience in network marketing, you know, she had been in network marketing for quite a long time, you know, the cars, the trips, the whole thing, and she then decided to not build that company anymore and chose Young Living. And so I'll let her tell you that story. It's really fantastic because, you know, we think that we have something special here, right? Like I'm sure every company thinks they have something special. But then when you hear from somebody who has done it, quote it, you know, they've made another company work, and then they choose Young Living, you know, and you get that perspective from somebody else, it's really, it's really cool and reaffirming to hear that because I came into Young Living, I was in my little bit over my mid-20s, and I had looked at another company at the same time as Young Living, and I started building another company, but I was like, you know, I really assessed Young Living without emotion. I came into Young Living as a business and back in 2001, which was very unique, you know, considering that was really, it was really about product only. And I looked at, you know, was the company offering products that were, you know, affordable for anybody? You know, the, our lowest product is like, what, less than $5, and then we go up from there to over 150 So there was that, you know, is it a consumable product? You know, is it an ethical company? You know, those types of things. And, uh, you know, that was, you know, substantial, you know, because when you're putting your, uh, your life into a company to make sure that mm-hmm. you will have longevity in your income and not just one purchase wonders. And we're going to talk about one kit wonders later because that's not what our company is about. And so uh, mm-hmm. we'll get into that in a little bit when Kristen tells some of that story as well. But I'm just really excited to hear, um, you know, have her share this, with, you know, with you guys. And I was excited to hear when she told me that she had chosen Young Living. So welcome, Kristen, to the call. And I'm very excited you. you're taking this time out of this evening. It's a beautiful day. And the summer almost, <laughs> it's almost the summer, like five days. And um, thank you so much for coming on today and, and sharing with everybody your story and some really good tips too. Oh, thank you, Jen. I have to say, I when you first messaged me and invited me, I literally got a pit in my stomach. I was like, who, me? I'm so just honored that you um, even gave me a shout out and asked and we got to connect and humbled to be able to share because um, you know, sometimes we navigate our way and we're not sure what it is we bring to the table and that, that we really have anything of value to add. And um, you definitely brought that out in our conversation the other day. And um, I think we all have something to contribute and add. And so this is just very humbling for me, and I appreciate the opportunity. But yeah, I started in network marketing. Um, oh, gosh, I was pregnant with my youngest, who is now almost 16 years old. And um, when I left that company, it was for, you know, morals and values and ethics as it relates to ingredients. I began to really look at the ingredients in the products that I was selling and had actually stopped using uh, the vast majority of the products I was selling, but I was having a hard time stepping out of that company because it had become a full-time income for me. And so that was um, definitely a defining moment for me and my character. And it was a hard thing to follow through on, but we did it. And it also was the beginning stages of what led me into coming to Young Living to utilize the product for our families, you know, in that time. 
because we had started looking at food as medicine and watched all those documentaries on Netflix on, you know, all the things, organic and food, et cetera. And, um, and it just opened my eyes to plant life and how it really does add to our bodies and, and create wellness and support wellness. And so coming into the product was really a no-brainer and the logical next step for our family um, and the business opportunity was definitely something I wasn't afraid of, but I certainly was just at a place because of all I had gone, gone through those previous couple of years. And there was like a year in between the two companies, too. It wasn't a quick switch. Um, but I wanted to be sure I was doing the right thing jumping into the business. Um, because of my background, like I said, I wasn't afraid. But I just really um, prayed, prayed about it, and the Lord answered me really quickly. Um, actually, it was kind of funny. I just put out there on Facebook when my kit came in, and this was spring of 2014. And I know you probably remember this, Jen, but that was when we had to wait like three or four weeks for our kits to arrive. Yes. <laughs> it was so busy um, and such a big growth surge. And, um, but I was excited when I got my kit. I just put it out there on Facebook to my friends. I was like, hey, I just ordered these oils. I'm super excited to learn about them. Who wants to come over and help me open this box tonight? And then I put in parentheses, this is not a class. You know, I didn't want because of my history, I didn't want people to think I was selling the next best thing, you know. And, but for me, putting that out there was also part of a prayer that I had, which was, Lord, just tell me if, if I'm supposed to do this, because I'm an all-in kind of person. And I had six friends show up that night just to open my box, and over the next week and a half or so, all six ended up ordering their starter kits. And it has never been that easy to build, I will be very honest. But for me, that was a direct answer to prayer. And so as I stepped forward in my business, um, I could go with confidence knowing that this is something I wanted to do even when it got hard. And, um, and so that really jazzed me. And, and I just came into this business with a big vision because at that time, my husband, oh my goodness, Rhode Island is where I'm from. And um, I know you kind of shared this in my intro online, but, you know, we RV full-time now. Um, but at the time when I started, um, there had been a lot of layoffs in Rhode Island. It was actually top three in unemployment rates. So not only was it a difficult time for me to get my kit, but it was a difficult time for many to get their kit. And um, just scarcity mindset was abundant. And um, I just knew that our life needed to change. And my husband had taken a job and was working upwards of 80 hours a week, 80 plus, and would go 21-day stretches before a day off. And um, it was really challenging as a mom of three. I had two that I was homeschooling, an adult daughter, a, grand, a brand-new grandbaby in the house, my daughter working um, full-time but third shift. So I was in charge of taking care of that four-month-old from 6 o'clock in the evening till noon the next day while she would sleep and go to work and then come home and sleep again. And so I had every reason to not pursue this business in terms of, you know, life was really stretching me, but I had a really crystal clear vision of what I didn't want my life to be like, and I was trying to navigate what I wanted my life to be like, and that is what propelled my energy, my focus, and my drive for those four first months of running my business. Um, to just pursue it with everything in me because I, I, it was the only way out. I knew that this was an answer to prayer. And um, 
Interestingly enough, I had a vision probably three years prior to that. So this goes back seven years from now um, that in a perfect world, if we were to sell our home in the Northeast, which was my desire to leave the cold weather, so I am like loving the sun today because I love the warm weather, but I figured in a perfect world, leaving the Northeast and then pursuing um, a new home in the southern states somewhere where it's warmer, um, we could travel in between those mortgages. And, of course, we had no prospect of this business in sight, no thought of how to make money on the road in sight. It was just this crazy dream. And, you know, what unfolded from there after verbalizing that dream and that thought was a little bit of entertainment in my head, like, huh, could that really be possible? Like, it was so lofty, almost I didn't believe it, but after I verbalized it, it, it took on this life form and, and had this energetic spirit about it. And I began to see how things were closing, doors were closing in my life, and other doors were opening. And sometimes it was a little bit of time before one closed and the next opened. And doors close in your life, and that hurts. Oh, my gosh, Jen, it hurts so much. Um, but I knew that with that vision, there, w- there would be closings of doors. In order to move from one place to the next, you have to – pick up your foot and leave something behind. You have to leave that step behind you to move forward to the next step. And that's uncomfortable. But, um, but I knew that it was, if I didn't do that, I was going to hold myself back. And so, Did you recognize that at the time? Were you like, okay, this door's closing <laughs> and new one's opening? Or was there that oscillation or did you just live through it? I it was a little bit of both. I tend to be a pretty I tend to be a pretty positive person and it's funny. I'm one that oftentimes will even rejoice in a struggle because I know the struggle's there for a reason and it's if I allow it it will do something positive. And so that's just part of my makeup. I don't know how long ago I learned that. Um, but it's, it's almost eerie because, you know, my kids would go through something trying and it's like inside I'm already rejoicing because I know that there's goodness on the other side, but it's like, well, hold on, you know, you got to walk through these steps. (laughs) But, um, no, I definitely, you know, I sit here today and we're, we're traveling. We've been on the road for 20 months, 20 months after we sold our home and we have been, we spent the winter in the Keys in Florida And that was just like my dream. And my biggest worry in the winter was not shoveling the snow, but in fact, making sure my son was, my my skin was protected from the sun. Um, And then, you know, we traveled from there and we're um, currently just outside of Seattle, Washington, because we um, were here to go on the global leadership cruise to Alaska with my family. And I literally could get choked up right now because it's hard. It's hard when you're fighting for freedom. Mm-hmm. But I'm here to tell you it is so worth it. It is so worth it. And the last five years has not been easy, but it has been worth it. And I've had a clear vision. And being on the cruise um, was really an awe-inspiring thing. To be in the middle of Alaska with glaciers around you and, you know, virgin land all around you. I mean, it's just the final frontier, they say, right? Um, Or the final, yeah, final frontier. (laughs) Star Trek, I think, just stepped in there. But um, 
you know, to be there in this majestic beauty and to just realize how big our dreams could really be. You know, when you look around at creation and you just get awestruck at how amazing and inspiring and majestic things around you are, it makes me wonder, you know, is my vision for myself even big enough? Is my vision for my family big enough? Is my vision for my team big enough? And it's in those moments that I find the strength to deal with that closed door, to deal with that person that said no to me, to deal with that class that no one showed up for, to deal with whatever it is. Um, It's in those moments that we are inspired to just lean in and press on and keep going. Mm. Do you think that, um, well, to, to rewind a second, were you there <laughs> watching Mary do that talk over the, on the cruise? I actually was watching it from my bedroom on the replay on the cruise on cruise day because I had sea legs going on. Um, and it was amazing. It was I did watch most of it, and yes, I highly recommend going back to anybody to go back and watch those videos. I loved what she was talking about, about sharing your story, Mm. and I love how she said it. She was just so adamant. You know, no one can tell you that you can't share your story, Mm. and it just reaffirmed, like, that's what we do. That's what we do over and over and over again as we share our story. It's liberating to other people. It opens up the mind of someone else to say, gosh, if if they could overcome that physical ailment or that emotional hurdle or whatever it is that is your story, um, it gives them permission to consider, hey, wait, maybe I could too, and not accept our diagnoses as our um, definition of who we are. You know, someone said our mess becomes our message, and if we allow it, right? Don't you like that? Yes. <laughs> and, and I love oh. it. just goes right with what Mary was really saying is that you have a story to share and no one can tell you not to share it, so share it. Was there quite a bit, of, was there a lot of talk about that after she did that, about people go exhaling a little bit? Did you notice that? Did, was, did that come up between people? Um. To be honest, it didn't until after the fact. I didn't catch it until the end. Um, Something interesting about the cruise is that there was a little business, a little play, a a little of all sorts of things, and no one knew who was what rank or anything. There was no, like, lanyards to determine anything from one person to the next. So it was, it was an interesting dynamic on the boat. Um, but I, I honestly did not know that she was speaking at a certain time. It, for the green in me who would normally know a schedule like that, totally went without looking at a schedule, and so I missed <laughs> it completely. <laughs> well, it's been now embodied in video forever. <laughs> yeah, it has, which I'm you grateful know, for. <laughs> and so many people became afraid to share their story even, and and then she proceeded to tell a story in a way that, you know, like, here, guys, this is how you can share it. And she shared the story about her falling and falling and, you know, <laughs> freaking out about that and, you know, Joseph helping her. And, I mean, it was just a really great example of how we can share mm-hmm. and, and talk about the products because I know that that's been a big thing on a lot of people's minds for the last four or five years. And um, it was mm-hmm. really exciting. So, anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. And did you um, – 
did you connect with when you were on the cruise, the vision of that cruise, and Gary casting the yeah. vision for that, even with your own story okay. of traveling and living out Absolutely. of the RV now? Absolutely, I sure did. I was um, chatting with some, it was nice to be able to chat with corporate staff and ask them questions, and, and just, um, they took the time, and so I was chatting with um, uh, Brittany on the events team, and I just asked her, I said, you know, you know, chartering a ship like this, I mean, this is the largest ship in the Royal Caribbean fleet. There's no larger cruise ship in the RC fleet. And I just said, you know, chartering something like this is not something you do overnight. Like when Gary had to have planned this and, you know, with his passing a year ago, how long ago did he begin this process? And she said it was upwards of three years ago. And it did come at uh, a cost to the company. And as you know, or maybe don't, but uh, when they launched it a year ago at convention, they did mention that Young Living was going to absorb a portion of the cost. And so they made it super affordable. And, of course, you know it sold out in like 90 minutes. But um, yes. when I was, <laughs> what she was telling me was that, you know, it, it was something that people were questioning him. You know, are you sure you want to do this? You know, there's, there's more cost-effective ways to do something amazing for the 25th anniversary. And, and Brittany said his response was um, pretty clear that he wanted the biggest ship doing the craziest, most audacious thing, and that was cruising Alaska. Now, mind you, this boat hadn't been to Alaska before. I think it was, that was his second or third run to Alaska. It was over in Asia prior to coming over here for these tours. And um, so the, the foresight that he had from three years ago to see us celebrating in a big, audacious way, doing something totally crazy, um, was so in true fashion to Gary, but just like everything else he modeled for as long as I remember, and I've only been a part of Young Living for five years, but everything I've ever seen really was so inspiring to dig down and dig deep and, and continue to dream bigger and think bigger. And so that was really, while we were there and I was contemplating how that cruise came to be, looking at the majestic views around me, and even considering my own vision, um, and then realizing, oh, my gosh, that vision was birthed seven years ago, but we've been on the road. We, we hit the road five years after that. Like, my vision at, at seven years ago seemed so far away and so unattainable and just, like, way out there. And so to look back now and say, gosh, that was achieved in five years, I am clearly not dreaming big enough because I've got a whole life in front of me. And, and so it definitely resonated, but it challenged me as well, because we are just designed for more greatness than we even realize. And if we don't allow ourselves to dream big and to go to that scary place that seems impossible, um, we shortchange ourselves, and we shortchange others around us. Because by virtue of one person doing that crazy, audacious, amazing thing, we give others permission to do the same, right? And so I'm not only holding myself back if I don't dream big. I'm holding my family back. I'm holding my children back from them dreaming big and going after what they want. My family is my why. My team is my why. If I don't go after it, why would my team go after theirs? And um, it is scary because we haven't done it before. But 
I think the little steps along the way when we have those little tiny moments of success that seem so insignificant, you know, like I just met someone a couple of weeks ago. It was the week before the cruise and travel, and um, we just swapped numbers, and actually I'm going to meet her for dinner tonight, and we're going to talk oils. But, um, you know, had I not been doing the little tiny things and having these little tiny successful moments in the regular, you know, they add up. To the big things. It's not this big grandiose thing that we do. It's those little teeny tiny things in the everyday that we can nearly overlook. And those are the most important things. The most mm. important. Do you, how do you build your business? And I, this is like a, a, like a 40 hour question <laughs> here. We could discuss. How do you build, we'll start with this. How do you build and, and sponsor new people as you're on the road, I mean, literally, you guys are living out of this, you know, RV and traveling and having a good time and spending all these moments with memories, you know, for years to come, you know, you're doing mm-hmm. it. But how do you build doing that? Well, Jen, I have to be honest. I tuned into this call tonight hoping to hear the answer to that very question. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I'm going to do it. I'm going to live out of a horse trailer. <laughs> It's true. No, I well, it definitely was a shift for me because I'm very much a, um, an in-person kind of person, and I built my business on in-person classes from the beginning. So jumping into this on-the-go lifestyle where we're not in the same place for very long um, definitely made me have to dig into my perseverance and my creativity. And um, I think that what has been the most helpful for me is to view my day as going out to make new friends. I'm going out to make new friends. And like I went to the pool today just as an example, and I brought my book and and some things that I could do to to dive in and learn something. Um, But I was ready, if there were people there, to not jump into my work, to be with the people, like go make a friend. But I was prepared, so nobody was there for a little while, so I did some work. Um, But my intention is, is as I go do things, make a friend, and then connect with them in some sort of way. And I love um, the form, the acronym form for conversations. And a great, great way to know you're getting to know, to some, know someone and to know what your connection points are is to ask lots of questions. You know, if I'm talking too much, I'm not listening enough, and we may not connect at all. So asking about, you know, F stands for family. Ask about their family. Ask about their occupation or their job or their volunteer job, whatever it is, um, asking them about um, what they do for recreation, for fun um, that they enjoy themselves with. And then M stands for their message or what motivates them, and I equate that to what their life's passions are. And so I just ask them these questions, and then hopefully within that context, we find a way that there's a commonality and we become friendly. And my, my goal is is to befriend them on um, any of the social media platforms. So um, learning Instagram and beefing that up, or Facebook, um, or both, do it all. Grab their um, cell phone number and can text them as well. And from there, you know, it's not always that in that first encounter when you befriend someone that you're going to talk oil. Sometimes it does come up, but that's not always mm-hmm. the case. And so just be, being their friend and keeping it genuine. My intention is truly not to be their friend to sell them oils. My intention is to make friends. I mean, who doesn't want a friend? Um, 
And because I love my friends, I want my friends to know about oils, so I share that and sprinkle that on social media. So I'm really just building, um, building my network, if you will. And some of that has resulted um, sometimes in an immediate kit sale, literally at the hot tub, and I kind of chuckle at some of those. Like we literally have to get out of the hot tub because we're grabbing our phones and she's signing up. Or, <laughs> or like in this case, um, this one gal I'm having dinner with this evening, um, we were literally at a park overnight. We weren't even there for the one to two, two or three weeks that we usually are at a park. We were there one night and happened to be, I need everyone in the hot tub, happened to be in the hot tub and struck up a conversation with this lovely couple, my husband and I, and then we got kicked out of the hot tub because it was late and they were closing it and went back and um, enjoyed a fire at their campsite and just hit it off. And as it turns out, they live 10 minutes from where we're at now. <laughs> so they had traveled. What? We met somewhere different. Yeah. So she, um, I texted her when we got back from the cruise and just said, hey, you know, I'm so excited. We had a great cruise. Didn't know if you still wanted to get together this week. And then she texted me this afternoon and said, how about steaks on the grill tonight? And we'd love to have you over. Um, so I know that she's also already, already scoped out my social media because she sent a message also in there saying she wants to talk oils and maybe get her kit. And I barely mentioned that to her in any of our conversations. So that's um, a big way that I do it. I also love Project Broadcast. Project Broadcast yes. as a texting tool. Yes. <laughs> It has Please been a wonderful. It's so good. <laughs> it's a lifesaver. It really, really is. I use it for prospecting. Um, I use. I have a few little um, campaigns. Which Project Broadcast for those who don't know, Jake Dempsey is the creator, and he just what is the hashtag? Uh, Jake for president. Um, totally. So he um, set it up to where you have a seven-digit phone number and people can text you and you can text them from it. Mm. But they can also text you a keyword and then initiate a campaign, which is basically a drip series of texts in response um, set out in a timely fashion. So, for instance, I have one that's, you know, just want to learn about my oily lifestyle, like what we really use in our family. And I wrote up seven days' worth, just one little text every day, Here's something, you know, our family appreciates sleep. Here's some things that we use for sleep. Or it's important to stay healthy when on the go and germs are everywhere and these are some ways that we stay healthy. And um, so it just kind of drips information out to them, which completely frees up my time to do the things I enjoy with my family because um, it goes to work for me. And uh, yeah, that's, it, been a, that's been a lifesaver. Mm -hmm. And freedom, mm -hmm. you know, especially like – hey, I live this life of freedom, and we tr cruise around the country in an RV, but I'm working 24 hours a day, you know what I mean? It's like, like you know, leverage technology, you know, we're, if we're talking outside of our cheeks, you know, the wrong way. It's right true. I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you how many conversations, quote-unquote conversations, and now my secrets are out, but conversations I've had with people that were literally automated back and forth through text. Um, I'll never forget this one particular time. I had, I had scheduled out some messages to go out to some of my team members that have hit the 12 months since their last order mark. So it's my inactive text. And I remember sitting there. It was in the winter time. We were in the Keys at this little um, restaurant on the side of the water, and I had my phone on the table just sitting next to me. 
And I see it start lighting up, and I look over at it, and I forgot that I had those scheduled to go out during that time, you know, because I had done it days before. And I'm just literally watching Project Broadcast have a conversation with someone. She said this. I said that. She said this. And I'm like, does it get any better? <laughs> that, you know, how do you – let's talk about that with the inactives. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you've got a little mm-hmm. program. We'll talk about that at first. Um, how do you mm-hmm. – how do you – um, well, I guess you're 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 in kind of in the in the middle of of implementing this too in the last few months. What's yes. been your approach to help get people to order that were not ordering monthly, or maybe it had been a while? You know, and you're leveraging mm-hmm. Project Broadcast to do that. What's been your little your, your little fun <laughs> creative experiment with that using Project Broadcast? Yeah, so I, um, I, you know, from, from frustration, an area in our business that we're frustrated with or we see a hole in, if we allow it, it can birth something amazing. And so I sat down totally frustrated at the loss of, of members going inactive. And while I had been sending those inactive texts, the reality is, is a lot of these people I don't have a personal connection with. Yeah. And I need to backtrack it because if their first connection with me outside of welcome is 12 months later saying, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry, your account's about to go inactive. Yeah, exactly. Um, That doesn't really establish a whole lot of trust. And I know the message that it sends is, I just want you as a member. And that's not true of who I am. That's not true of who I am. But that is absolutely what it looks like to the other person. And so I was like, gosh, i got to come up with something. And from that, um, I came up with a monthly text that I send out to all of those who did not order in the previous month. So just to back up for a second, I already send a weekly tip via text through Project Broadcast to those who have opted in to receive that. So this is over and above that and to those not opting in to receive regular information from me. Um, So I just pull a report every single month, people who didn't order the previous month, I import it into Project Broadcast, and Mm -hmm. I send out, and it changes a little bit each month because chances are it's going to be repetitive, right? Um, I send out just a graphic that has three different recipes on it pertinent to the season. So this this last month I sent out, it had uh, a diffuser graphic for like ocean breeze smell, aroma, and then some, you know, sc- you know, a DIY scrub and something else I don't remember. But there were three different things that they could use because I want to bring value to what they may already have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just about selling them something new. It's about bringing value to what they already have because if they've gone inactive or they're at that place or they're not ordering chances are they may not know how to use what they already have. Mm -hmm. So I incorporate that piece, but then I also include some verbiage that says who I am, of course, and that I'm here to help and serve them, but also that will allude to, I don't want your account to sit here dormant. Let's make the most of your account. Here's some things that are great for the season. So in March, I sent out um, a thieves um, household, was it a thieves um, spring cleaning class that I made using Microsoft Sway. So it was all in one class. Um, Some will do a keyword, you know, reply back to learn about 
received or whatever, but I found that not everyone was replying back, so I wanted to just give them the content right up front. So I decided to do this way, class link. Right in the text link. Right in the text, exactly. Um, But what's really cool is um, Microsoft has it so where you can actually see the analytics and you can see how many views that has gotten. So that's been helpful. Um, But each month I do something different. So the next month it was DIY spa care, et cetera. And my plan is is that a couple of things are going to happen over the course of a year. One of the things that will happen is next year this time, I just hit repeat on all those texts. So I don't need to recreate them again. They'll be ready for a recycle. Um, but the other thing that's happening is that I'm putting education of value of uh, pertinent to the season. I'm not talking about the promos. I'm just talking about how to use their products timely for right now and letting them know that I'm here. And by doing it on a monthly basis, what I have found is my inactive count is beginning to drop. And by the time I send that inactive message, so scenario here for you. Susie Q got a text from me in March, April, and May saying, hey, here's a fun thing to learn, right? Here's value to the product. Here's some education. By the way, let's use your membership to the fullest kind of thing. So now she's on my inactive list. So a few days after she's gotten this month's zero PV text, I send her the inactive text just like five days later. It says, oh my gosh, your account is going inactive. Eek, I'm sure you got your kit for a reason. And you had some goals in mind, and I'm here to help you get back on track with that because I've fallen off the wagon too at times. Um, let me know how I can help you. Well, this last month after doing this for a few months in a row, I actually had more positive responses back from my inactive text that said, thank you so much, I'm going to be getting my order in, or thank you so much, where can I find XYZ product that you talked about last month in last month's text, or what have you. And one of them, in fact, responded and said, thanks for the reminder, I'll have you know I'm jumping back on essential rewards. And through a little back and forth dialogue, she attributed it to being able to be educated those months prior. And that just, yeah, because I think we wonder, am I bothering people with this? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because <laughs> if yeah. you send out like 200 texts, hypothetically, and one mm-hmm. person says, take me off your list, ah, we think that the 99 or the 199 others feel mm-hmm. that way too, right? <laughs> it's, it's absolutely true. And I definitely, I'll be honest, and I did get my fair share of, please remove me from your list, or this is why my account's going inactive, because you people keep checking in on me. It's like, oh, you clearly aren't getting the concept of community, but that's okay. We can move on. But you're absolutely right. It's those people who, if, it, if there's one person whose life gets changed yes. because I stuck it out, then it's worth it. It's worth it, because I know how my life has been changed, and I think we forget that. Um, but yeah. I, will, I will say, I will say, before you send out a couple hundred texts, Valor Up, put a little joy over the heart, the whole uh, Great Day yes. Protocol happens, and you reach out to your closest friends and you say, tell me I'm awesome, tell me I'm amazing, tell me all the things that I need to hear right now. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I've had some funny ones come back. I swear, I'm like, there were some doozies. And you, yes, because you figure a lot of people – as we know, are all in different places in their life, and uh, 
Yes, and I tell you something that happened to me recently is that I sent my text about four or five, and for some reason they got really delayed, and they didn't go, and they didn't start hitting till like 1 o'clock in the morning. And, oh, I got a lot of those texts back. <laughs> I was like, what? oh, man. You know, and, mm-hmm. yeah, just do them in the morning. But, you know, but the hard thing is when we get an announcement from Young Living, like mm-hmm. even if it's earlier, like in the afternoon, we get this big announcement like the Freedom Kits, right, or something. Mm-hmm. We, we want to get it out there. We don't want to wait till the next morning, and then you get those love texts back <laughs> sometimes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I know. It's true. I know, but I love mm-hmm. that protocol too i think it's really valuable because you're right if people all of a sudden are like who's this lady she's wanting me to order it's been 12 months and you know all of a sudden she's mm-hmm. like hey you know i'm you know i'm your support and order now you know that kind of stuff exactly and it's about it's about um building that trust with people and we need to remember that we have to give freely and and loving people where they're at and you know, loving people where they're at and trying to encourage them to to know more and do better, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and we really can't help people unless we've established some trust with them. And as our teams grow larger, it can become more difficult if we aren't proactive because we end up having team members that we don't know. And and so we have to work a little more intentionally to build those relationships, and Project Broadcast is one way and one tool that um, we're able, I find I'm able to reach the masses, yet it feels very personable, and when they respond, I can respond in a personal way and have a connection with them. So even though that initial text that goes out might kind of be the same for everybody, the back and forth does really become personal, and, um, and that's when... Uh, relationships deepen, and really people are the forefront of our business, not the product of people, and we can help them, and the product is the tool. Yes, absolutely. People, uh, um, you you mentioned form early, which is Danny Johnson. She always said people are loyal to people, Mm -hmm. not to products, and uh, Mm -hmm. it's very, 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 very true, and we, you know, we live in a day of technology, and you know it, that relationship is still number one. And you're also doing something, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing that with your customers. Um, it's speaking of t- technology, um, you're also mm-hmm. leveraging Facebook and Marco Polo. You're doing these little um, groups for your builders. You want to share with everybody what you're doing with these little pods and kind of how you're managing your your team, your building team. Sure, sure. I think, um, well, first, you know, Facebook algorithms are kind of tricky and lots of fun. Um, And um, so finding ways outside of Facebook to communicate with our teams is important. So while um, we still use Project Broadcast for team communication as well for my business leaders, um, one of the things that I really desire greatly is a culture of community. And with Facebook algorithms being so challenging, um, it's becoming harder to develop that culture of community. And so I had, I actually, again, out of, out of frustration is birth great things if you are quiet and still enough to, to ponder all the ways that you could overcome, right? And um, I was silent um, in my quiet time um, a couple months back and was just, Lord, you know, let me know what I need to do. And 
this idea came to me. It was just to see who wants to work with me. And so from that, a handful of people responded. We actually, quite, quite a lot of people respond more than I um, anticipated, which was a wonderful thing. But we set up small group pods, no more, somewhere between three and five people, me being number six, um, in a small group Marco Polo pod. And Marco Polo, uh, for those who aren't familiar, is, a, is an app for your phone that is, you can text in it, but it's more designed for video style. Um, but you can watch it live or it sits there, so you can come back and watch that little video recording later. And um, so what I love about it is because we can see each other's face, we get a whole different dynamic. It's kind of like sitting there having coffee with your friend. You know, you could talk on the phone or you could text, but when you can see someone's emotions on their face and their body language, you there's a different connection point. And so we have just... Um, I just started um, these small group pods, and I don't know what else to call them, um, but they're just small oh, groups. Perfect. Yeah, Pod Squad is kind of what I've dubbed it in my notebook. Pod, <laughs> pod Squad. squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so good. It's very definitive. Yeah. It sure is. But um, I I knew that my desire was to link arms with others who want to grow their business. And while there's wonderful plans and books and systems out there. I know that the key ingredient to a successful business is not a system, it's you. And it's going back to what Mary said about your story, like it's you. You bring something authentic and raw and unique and amazing to the table. Um, but we don't often realize that or we're afraid of it or we can't see it. And I wanted to facilitate a place to um, allow one another in the pod, not just me because it's not a Christian show, you know, it's all of us sharpening one another. And so when I started them, I didn't really have a plan per se. I had a very clear vision. And my vision was that I wanted to allow a space for people to connect and have community in small groups because we don't want it to be so overwhelming people are jumping ship, um, but also a small place for us to hurdle past our fears and breathe life into one another. So, you know, like I was saying before, even about sending that text, I have to have someone, you have to have someone, we have to have someone to go to and say, breathe belief into me before I hear this negative stuff that may come my way in response. I need to hear some positive, right? And so having that Marco Polo pod has been a great way to breathe belief into one another to hurdle past our fears. And then the third part of my vision was that we are taking action on a daily basis because it's the little things we do over time that add up to the grandiose things that we see later. You know, what, what we see in people who have achieved greatness in this company and achieved success in this company is not because they did one great thing. I mean, I used to think to be a diamond you have to write a book because it seems like that's what they did. So if I want to be a diamond, I have to write a book, <laughs> right? But it's really not. It's a compilation of all the little things that they do. And so that was my vision really clearly in working with these pods was the everyday doing something, community, and hurtling past our fears. And mm. um, I have to be honest, it, for those who, who, who showed up within those pods and said, yes, I'm going to do the thing, I'm going to take part um, I can honestly say that there wasn't a day that went by in that first week that I didn't have a dry, like I was trying. I was in tears at the beauty of people being vulnerable with one another and 
helping each other sharpen themselves. And usually by the time I got in there to respond, someone else had breathed belief in the most beautiful way, different than I ever could, and it inspired me. Um, so it became reciprocal. It, came, it became reciprocal. Mm. And people were helping and, people, and there was actually a synergy mm-hmm. of, of uh, support. And, yeah, that's what a leader dreams of having happen when they do that. <laughs> It's true, and and I think it it literally transformed the vibe in our team. For those again, those who showed up, it transformed the vibe overnight. Um, it definitely it just changed everything overnight. Just that connection, and so it's amazing how you know in a world of fast paced and social media and all this that we still live a very disconnected, in a disconnected way, and people crave that connection and. Um, we have to not find the time, but make the time for these connection points because it's instrumental to our growth. We can't grow on our own. We need someone else to sharpen us. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole point of community, and um, and we want to bring others with us. So we might have someone on on one side of us sharpening us, mentoring us, and we're going to have someone on the other side of us that we're we're sharpening them, and so. We all always, no matter our rank, no matter our tenure, no matter what, we always all have a way to sharpen someone else and we have something to receive from someone else. And so it's just showing up to be a part of that. Do you think that that ties in a little bit to when you and I talked about, you know, we often forget that we're in the business of transforming lives, not just selling kits. Um, Mm -hmm. And do you want to, you know, go into that a little bit because, Sometimes people are all about the numbers, and it is—it's mm. more than that. Especially with this company, which is a trans—it's like this. <laughs> why there's an oil called Transformation and conventions named after Transformation? <laughs> it's true, and I'm trying to remember exactly what we talked about. So if it's something different, let me know. But um, I'm thinking about when I first first started. Again, coming from network marketing, um, I was not afraid to do the things I needed to do. And in the company that I was with before, there was a very clear plan. You do this, then you do this, then you do this, et cetera. And when I came into Young Living, there was no real clear plan. There was some awesome books or, you know, PDF files, I should say, not even books yet, but PDF files that um, some amazing people had written, and they still hold a lot of value. Um, But I came in looking for a very clear cut, do this, and then do that, and then this will happen. And I remember I reached out to everyone in my upline. It, like I just kept asking until I got the answer I wanted. And I never got the answer I wanted, but the answer I got was the answer I needed. And it's the one that most people hate. And that is love people and share it with them. Love people and share it with them. And while that is not an action plan and it's not a business proposal you could take to the bank, it is very much at the heart and core of what we do because we we can do all the all the right IPAs, um, the income producing activities, but if we're not loving people genuinely and listening to them genuinely, we won't know what to offer to them, to share with them that will actually make a difference for them. Because it doesn't matter that, you know, um, I'm just trying to think of an example. Like my kids, I don't have little babies in my house anymore. And so I could share all the things I use for my teenager, but that's not going to help an exhausted new mom. You know, I need to listen to her 
and hear what she is struggling with so I can say, you know what, this helps us sleep at night, or my friend has a newborn and this is what she uses. But I wouldn't know that if I didn't take the time to listen to people and love them and hear them and then share, um, share the things with them. And, of course, it's all the IPAs, but that is a foundational piece that in a rush to build a business with our passions, with our vision so large before us, and we just want to race. We just, we're in a hustle season, and we just want to get there quickly, as fast as possible. We can sometimes get caught up in the to-dos that we forget the heart of the matter. And, um, yeah, I definitely laughed that one off in the beginning. I was like, really? That's your advice for me? <laughs> but it was, it was exactly what this, this gal needed to hear. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I tell you, um, I tell you. What if you know? Real quick, we've got just a couple more minutes. Um, what has sure. been for you? And I did. We didn't talk about this the other day. Was some of the the biggest things that you've had to? I don't want to say discoveries or um, things you've had breaking through, even getting to platinum, um, that you could impart upon. Uh, people that are listening that, you know, you think, oh, my gosh, if I'd only known this, this it would just have helped me a little bit. Um, do you have any, I know it's like a, a kind of a deep question, but um, yeah. do you have any imparts of, of wisdom on that? Yeah, sure. I am. Um, yeah, we, I didn't prep for that one. That was a deep one. Um, I know. <laughs> but I'm good. I can, I can handle it. Good. I can handle it. <laughs> can I call a lifeline? No, I... I would say that really listening, listening to your team, defining and deciding what it is you want your team to be, um, even if you're brand new, you just signed up today and you have this vision, deciding what, you're, what you want your team to be known for, what you want the qualities of your team to be, and then be that. Don't look for it. I mean, look for it. But it will come to you if you be that. And I think that there's been times I've floundered in my leadership because I clearly see what I want, but I was trying to find it or create it externally where I needed to take a step back and say, wait, am I being it? Because it's easy to get caught up and be frustrated when our business isn't looking the way we think it should look. And the answer lies in us. We need to take a step back and decide, well, I, I need to perform, what is it, you know, be, uh, perform for the audience of one. You know, if this is what I want my team to be like, I just need to step into to being that person if I'm the only one. And truthfully, isn't, isn't that kind of what leadership is, is putting yourself out there and doing the thing you know needs to be done or being the person you know you need to be when no one else is being it and mm. show up every single day, that is, that is the hardest part of this job, honestly. The hardest, hands down, part of this job is being that when you don't want to be. Oh, when you don't want yes. to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, yes. Uh-huh. So I think, I think if I had... Um, I knew that in my head, but to actually fully embrace it in my heart and then to act it out, um, I wish I had done a little bit sooner. I wish I had done a little sooner. But it's all in, 
it's all in the timing and the growth curve, right? And yeah. we, we have to also give ourselves grace and also, you know, just as much as we want to extend forgiveness to others, we want to do that for ourselves and not beat ourselves up and just say, you know, today's a new day. Today's Monday. It's a new week. It's a new day. It's a new moment. And it all starts now. And we get to do that as often as necessary. Mm, and, reset button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reset button. Exactly. And especially when you've got, you know, when I mean, these people that we work with, whether they're customers, cross-line, up-line, down-line, team members, whatever, I mean, these are long-term relationships. And mm-hmm. this isn't a company of massive turnover and people in and out. I mean, it happens just in, just in general but people that really catch the vision, I mean, there's a lot, it's a lot of uh, longevity with this and uh, it's yeah. a super important message for that. Whew, it's so good. Um, <laughs> good stuff. I know, I know. So um, is there anything that you, I know that was super, super uh, <laughs> insightful and, and I, don't, I don't know what the right word is. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find the right word. It's not mentory or whatever that what you just said, but anything that you have that was great. Is there anything that you want to leave everybody with? Because believe it or not, we're at the top of the hour. Um, before oh my goodness! We, I know it's like poof. You know, like it's just like the yeah. conversations are so good. Um, okay. Is there anything on your heart yeah. that you want to share before we finish that we didn't cover that you want to leave everybody with? That's you know listening to this call. Sure. Yeah, one thing, because we're always looking for an action step, right? At the end of the day, we're looking for an action step. Okay, I got all that. Give me the action step. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things we're actually talking in my team right now about is every day doing something for your business. But if you can isolate your action step every day in your business to be centered around all or one of the above, educating someone somehow. Someone, somehow, if that's a post on social media, if it's a phone call to a friend, if it's dropping off a loaner diffuser with some oils for someone to practice sleeping at night with oils, whatever it is, educating someone somehow, helping someone in the process of enrollment, and by that I mean, you know, taking them closer to saying yes and ordering their kit, jumping on essential rewards, kind of moving them through the funnel, or um, empowering one of your team members in, in their own journey. Um, one of those things, if not one of each of those things, is the daily to-do item. So when we, when we see the IPAs and we consider, gosh, what am I supposed to do today, really it always boils down to one of those things. And so just consider that and, and pick something to do every day to be consistent in your business that builds a habit of you showing up and it sends a message to others that says, I'm here for the long haul. I can be counted on, and you can trust me. Therefore, do business with me. Do life with me. Let's do this thing together. Um, that's going to be the thing that sets you up for success over the long run. Mm. And, and you touched that, uh, on that earlier, too, about it's the little things every day that accumulate, you know, that compound effect. And it's a little mm-hmm. bit, a little bit, a little bit turns into a massive tsunami of results. And, you know, we think, oh, we got to work this business hours and hours and hours. And like you said, a little bit every day, what's your to-do list every day? Um, that's mm-hmm. very, very, um, very, very good uh, advice. <laughs> <laughs> that's very, very good advice because, oh, you know, sometimes you look back and 
you think, oh, my goodness, what did I do today? What did I do yesterday? Did I, what did I do? You know, it's like. <laughs> we fall asleep the first week of the month, and, and we wake up at the end of the month going, what happened to the month? Yeah. Well, who would think it's already the middle? Like, we're smack dab, like, right now in the middle of the year. You know, know. and like what? It just was like snowing, like a little like month, two months ago, a month ago. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. Well, we're maybe not where you are, wherever you're traveling (laughs) up north. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Well, let me go Mm -hmm. ahead and I'm going to open the line so everybody could say good night to you and thank you so so much for coming on. Let me go ahead and unmute and hold on. Thank, awesome. you. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good night, everybody. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you, Jen. Awesome, awesome, awesome.